Today's Issues continues on AFR with your host, Ed Vitagliano. And welcome back, folks, to Today's Issues on the American Family Radio Network. Ed Vitagliano sitting in for Tim Wildman today. And uh, Fred Jackson uh, has... uh, Join me in studio. Ray Pritchard is in Kansas City. Ray Pritchard of Keep Believing Ministries, should say Dr. Ray Pritchard. Uh, uh, Ray, tell our listeners a little bit about Keep Believing Ministries and uh, your website. You've got something exciting going on this week. Hey, we just started, Ed, a, an online Bible study, video, online Bible study through the great book of Ephesians. We're calling it Jesus Changes Everything. And in 12 sessions. We're going through the whole book of Ephesians. We started Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Central Time, and then last night, 7 p.m. Central Time. We're already through the first chapter of the book of Ephesians tonight, Ephesians 2, verses 1 through 10. It's called Amazing Grace, one of the great passages in all the New Testament And I want to invite our listeners to come and join us. By the way, Ed, I should say, we've had a number of AFR listeners who've checked in, followed the video teaching the last couple of days. I know it because they have uh, said hello in the comments. So let me encourage you. This is a free online Bible study. It's tonight, 7 p.m. Central Time. Just go to keepbelieving.com. That's keepbelieving.com, and you can join us. And if you can't be there live, we're posting all the sessions on Facebook, YouTube, and also at keepbelieving.com. So come join us as we study the book of Ephesians. Jesus changes everything. Now, Ray, uh, do you have a mask policy? Uh, <laughs> For those- if you feel like you need to wear a mask in order to watch me, because I'll be unmasked, so if that bothers you, you can put one on. But no mask policy, uh, Fred. It's free, and we are completely mask-free. Sounds like a good deal. (laughs) Check it out, folks. Ray is an outstanding Bible teacher. You won't regret it. What else are you going to do on a Thursday night? Thursday night's one of those nights where, you you know, it's it's not Wednesday. It's not church night. It's not Friday. You go out to eat or go visit some folks. It's a Thursday night. Get into the Word. So, anyway, that is Dr. Ray Pritchard, and we're always happy to have him on the program. By the way, I do want to welcome Steve Jordahl, who just joined us. Steve, hey. good morning I, I, slash I, good afternoon. Good afternoon and good morning and good evening in Moscow. Yes. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, uh, I'm a little, uh, though, something's missing I did not hear a superlative for Dr. Ray Pritchard from you. Oh, I did at the top of the... Oh, what uh, was it today? It, it was, I, I was doing something else. I said, uh, Dr. Ray Pritchard, the Chuck Norris of Bible teaching. I actually talked to Chuck Norris one time. Did you really? I did. I interviewed him when I was working at Focus on the Family. And <laughs> at the end of the interview, I said, can I ask a favor of you? He said, yeah, well, what do you want? I said, can you record an answering machine thing for my kids? <laughs> <laughs> so he did. And this is what he said. I'm Chuck Norris. Christopher Jordahl can't return your call right now, but leave a message or I'll hunt you down. (laughs) (laughs) That is awesome. That is awesome. Oh, wow. All right. We uh, want to welcome a special guest to American Family Radio and today's issues, Dan Steiner, president of Preborn. And uh, American Family Radio has uh, joined uh, to help Preborn with one of their ministry outreaches. And we want to welcome Dan to the program. Dan, welcome. Hey, Ed, thanks so much for having us on. What a joy. Well, thank you, sir. It's it's our, our pleasure as well. 
Preborn Preborn does just a fantastic job. But for those who don't know, have never heard of Preborn, tell us a little bit about the ministry and especially about what is happening this week. Yeah, thank you, Ed. So in a sentence, we want to be uh, Planned Parenthood's worst nightmare. (laughs) That's kind of our mission statement. Our deal is we are the competition to reach young women who are considering abortion in the highest abortion places in the United States. Where half the abortions in America happen in only five places. Um, You know, New York, Los Angeles, Houston, Dallas, Florida, uh, Chicago. And there we have our clinics, partner clinics that we work with and that we send them women so that they can meet their baby for the first time on ultrasound. And uh, if you try to talk a woman out of having an abortion without showing her her baby, maybe you're successful 40% of the time. If she meets her baby, and here's her baby's heartbeat, why it's a game changer, and she will change, you know, 60 to 80% of the time, sometimes even more, she'll choose life. And so that's what we do as a ministry, is we reach women on the Internet, route them to our collaborative clinics in the biggest abortion cities of America, help them meet their baby so they'll choose life, give them what they need so they can carry that baby to term. It's one thing to say you shouldn't have an abortion. It's another thing to say, and we'll help you. <laughs> you know, doctors and cribs and car seats and maternity clothes and baby food and doctor visits and housing if you need it. What, what do you need? Uh, on behalf of American Family Radio and Preborn, we offer that to them free. Uh, we want to be the solution so that they have no obstacles to choosing life which is what, in their heart, most of them really want to do anyway. They um, are being pressured to abort by 48% of the time. It's the mother of the um, pregnant girl that wants to abort a grandchild, is putting pressure on her to get an abortion because she doesn't want to deal with it. And another 42% of the time, it's the boyfriend, husband, or significant whatever he is to the girl that's pushing her to abort. So she really doesn't want to in her heart. But who's going to be there to help her? Who's going to be there to open the trap she's stuck in? And uh, the answer to that is the American family listener families <laughs> uh, has called in, you know, and, and helped us underwrite these ultrasounds. So this week, we're trying to underwrite 3,000 of them to help 3,000 young women choose life. And uh, it's a noble effort, and we're glad to be on uh we're today here to talk about it. Uh, the, by the way, folks, the voice you're listening to here is Dan Steiner, president of Preborn. Um, and uh, we'll come back with a question for Dan in just a second. But what he's talking about is that American Family Radio this week, uh, we have a campaign. We're working with Preborn Ministry to do exactly what Dan just described. And so here's what we're asking. Your gift of $28 talking to the listeners now, provides one woman seeking an abortion a free ultrasound, giving that mom the opportunity to choose life for her baby. So $140 would provide five free ultrasound sessions, reaching five women with the message of life. As Dan said, our goal is to help save 3,000 babies. And so we ask you to please consider a gift of any size. All of it makes a difference. Here's the number to call. 
877-616-2396. That's 877-616-2396. Or you can donate online at AFR.net. If you go to the AFR page, AFR.net, this is all that's posted. Uh, it's plastered right there. Center stage, so to speak. That whole homepage is about this pre-born campaign. You can still get to the rest of AFR at the top with the drop-down menus. Uh, but that is what we are doing and emphasizing this week. Uh, Dan, uh, again, this is Dan Steiner, president of Preborn. Um, I'm looking at, I just, as you were speaking, I just got from my son and daughter-in-law a uh, 3D uh, ultrasound photo of our grandson who is due in March and just, just stunning to look at the face of an unborn child. But these ultrasounds, uh, which, um, are video, I mean, they're, they're moving pictures, right? I mean, they're, they're videos. They, they, they are stunning. Uh, and, and sometimes surprise women, right? I mean, who come in thinking maybe I will get an abortion, but this is very effective in getting women to reconsider the lie they've been told. It's just a blob of tissue. And they look at a face and they say, that is not a blob of tissue. Yeah, it's really true. Ed, congratulations on the oh, grandkid. Thank you. Uh, but that's, uh, we've got Valerie and I, nine of those. <laughs> wow. Uh, and it wow. is true. Yeah, it's for a life, right? <laughs> yes. But uh, we... We, uh, you know, Jesus said it, right? They'll know the truth. <laughs> yes. It's not a blob of tissue. It's a baby. It, it, it looks like, you know, it looks like them or yes. their, their <laughs> husband or their second child. Right. You know? And they can see that on these videos and it, it brings forth a familiar characteristic. So often you can say, you know, what this child actually looks like, at, at, you know, beyond a certain point gestationally particularly in second and third trimester, there's no mistaking it. I remember a girl that came in, Ed, to one of our sons. This is one of the most dramatic uh, sessions that we had. She was a girl. I say a girl because she was 13. She was young. And she came into our clinic and uh, wanting to abort. Her mom didn't even know she was sexually active. She's pregnant at 13. So... School counselor, everybody else tell her to get an abortion, her friend, boyfriend, cut and run. You know, you don't want any part of it. Here she is, flat-footed, pregnant, and our clinic wanted an abortion. And, uh, you know, we were making no progress. But she asked us two questions that really uh, struck us to the heart. She said, would, would my baby feel pain if, if I abort? So she's thinking about it, right? She's given it consideration. And we said, yeah. I mean, she said she was 17 weeks along. So that's a second trimester baby. Yeah, the baby will feel pain. And then she says, well, can't can't it be given anesthesia? We said, no. No anesthesia with an abortion. She thinks about that for a few minutes. She says, I still can't do this. You know, my parents are going to kill me. This is ruining my life. I'm a kid. I can't do this. Take her back to the ultrasound room. 
and she wasn't 17 weeks pregnant. She was 21 weeks pregnant. Wow. The age of viability in a NICU. And uh, fully formed, beautiful baby like you described your grandchild there. And when she saw this baby, she about fell off the table for the shock and reality of the beauty of this child within her, hanging in the balance of her decision. She resoundingly chose life because someone that called that phone number, you said a few minutes ago, underwrote that ultrasound and showed her that baby for free. Amen. And that's what we're doing here this week. And it makes a world of difference. We we spend millions of dollars at marketing to get these girls into our clinics. We're competitors hour by hour with Planned Parenthood and the largest abortion chains beside them in the country, trying to reach women on their cell phone before the abortionist does, get them into our clinic to do that very thing. And uh, it's a labor of love, uh, but we couldn't do it. Frankly, we couldn't do it without the faithful American Family Radio listeners and you and Tim and all that you guys are doing there, Jim, family. So, uh, you know, we're a team together, the listeners, the station, and Amen. Preborn, in offering real solutions for these girls. Well, folks, you have heard the clarion call there that uh, Preborn Ministry, that's Dan Steiner, president of Preborn. Preborn works with hundreds of Christian pregnancy centers across the country providing life-saving services such as an ultrasound. Uh, And Dan Steiner said they can't do what they are called to do without your help. So we are asking this week uh, for your gifts, however much you can afford, your gift of $28 provides one woman seeking an abortion a free ultrasound, like the story Dan just told, giving the mom an opportunity to choose life for her baby. So $140 provides five free ultrasound sessions, etc. Please consider a gift of any size. It all makes a difference. The number to call if you want to give is 877-616-2396. That's 877-616-2396. 616-2396, or you can donate online at AFR.net. Uh, Dan, thank you so much for being on with us, and may God continue to bless your ministry with the resources that you need uh, for this very effective and very compassionate and godly outreach to the nation's young women. Appreciate the partnership, Ed. Give my best to the leadership, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you. Fred? Here's here's a figure that's just going to blow you away. In the last 15 years, this preborn ministry, 169,000 young women have changed their minds about abortion. That's phenomenal. 169,000 babies' lives have been saved. And of those women who have come in, 57,000 of them have surrendered their lives to Jesus Christ. That That is a worthwhile ministry, folks. To That's saving a... 169,000, that's that's the size of a big city. Yes. Lives saved. And 57,000 women have surrendered their lives to Christ. And you know what? Sometimes we don't uh, always think about this. Uh, It not only saved that 169,000 babies. Yes. Their whole family tree. Yes. Going forward Mm -hmm. has been spared. Yes. And uh, so, folks, the number to call to give is 877 616 2396. That's 877 
616-263-2396, or you can donate online at AFR.net. All right, Steve Jordahl. Yes, sir. We're back to you, sir. What well, kind of news can you bring us with the time we have remaining? I know that you guys uh, spent a little time listening to Joe Biden from his speech uh, this morning, his, um, it was, uh, his remarks. Um, but I want you to be careful what you wish for uh, or what you, you know, you're concerned about because um, waiting in the wings, if Mr. Biden uh, proves not able to complete his term, of course, Kamala Harris will be up as vice president. Right. She was on the Today Show, uh, I don't know, I think it was this morning, but uh, I don't have audio of this because it just came to my attention, but Craig Melvin asked her on the Today Show, given all the numbers with COVID, don't you think it's time to change the administration's strategy on COVID? This verbatim is Harris's response. It is time for us to do what we have been doing, and that time is every day. Every day it is time for us to agree that there are things and tools that we are ava- that are available to us to slow this thing down. <laughs> uh, you know what? That that is so powerful. I know. I want you to say that again. I got chills listening to this, Steve. I want I want to hear the first the sentence alone. again. Yes. <laughs> it is time for us to do what we have been doing and that time is every day. What? <laughs> hey, Ray. Oh, brother. You ever you ever preached a sermon with packed with that kind of insight? It, it is time to do what we're already doing and to keep doing it every day. Yes. <laughs> and yeah. you know, no sermon of mine has ever reached that level of rhetorical <laughs> brilliance. Brilliance. <laughs> Listen, that's one of that's one of the criticisms of Kamala Harris is that she is not very, very infrequently is she prepared for you know they say she doesn't read uh, briefings briefing papers or any of those kind of things how do you go how do you go on a t- where was she being interviewed the today show on the today M- show on NBC. how do you go on the today show and not have your talking points memorized and that's the best you can come up with you know they say that uh, joe biden's mind might be slipping yeah. some are questioning whether hers is even there yeah uh, listen that's everyone has a bad day okay but you you don't go on the today show unarmed and that's what it sounds like she did that's that's anyway uh so that is if president joe biden is not able to finish his term what happens in 2024 if he decides not to run if he's if now is he president at the end of his term yes he's president i'm talking about someone who uh, I'm leading into a... Oh, okay. Well, the somebody- Democrats have a little bit of a, of a quandary. Um, I, I just read something on my Twitter feed. I think the Babylon Bee has an article out now, our favorite uh, spoof news site, that says um, uh, breaking President Biden's approval rating now lower than inflation. Um, well sadly that's not necessarily a hard thing to accomplish right but the but yeah they do have a problem and and guess who they've been talking about maybe getting that's what i want to run i thought that might be what you were talking about yeah it could be kamala harris she could she she if she uh if president biden finishes his term kamala harris uh might have to run she, she might. Would, she I mean, would, she would be the logical next right. choice, but, but again, um, it's time for her to do what she's been doing every day. Today is the day. <laughs> um, so you know what they're saying. Somebody is actually putting out feelers saying, well, "Maybe we better go back and grab Hillary Clinton." That's what I wanted Hillary to hear Clinton. you say. Yeah. Now Hillary Clinton 
does not believe you know we can't talk about the uh fallibility of the 2020 elections that's that you can't do that but 2016 oh you can i want you to listen to hillary clinton tell you why she lost in 2016 cut nine i was running a campaign that was about many things but it turned out in part because of coverage it turned out to be One thing about me, phony attacks on me. What I believe was the proximate cause of my defeat was his October 28th letter. Everything from, you know, sexism and misogyny to voter suppression Mm -hmm. uh, to the unusual behavior of the former director of the FBI and the Russians. Yeah, it was the Russians. (laughs) Wow. Now, I just got to tell you, Paul, uh, Presidential campaigns are taxing now anyway, okay, because there's so many extraneous issues you got to deal with, you know, whether the news media is being fair or not, so on and so forth. But I just got to tell you, even if Kamala Harris runs, I would like that. That would be more enjoyable than having Hillary Clinton back in. Boy, howdy. Especially if she's running against the least kept secret in the world, her her Republican opponent, likely to be uh, Donald Trump. So your 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 perception oh, is that he's running I, and will get the nomination. You think? Well, my perception is that he's running. Okay. Uh, now, how that plays out, um, I don't know, but you never count that man out. Yeah, that's true. Well, that would be that would be strange, Fred. That would be a strange world we'd be living in if there was a rematch between Hillary and Donald Trump, Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump. I can only imagine. Um, I heard something this morning. Uh, did you mention it, Steve? That the Republican Party has already announced yeah. that they will not uh, agree to any debates. Well, so this is what's happened. The Republican Party sent a letter to the the Commission on Presidential Debates. They're the ones that organize all these right. debates. Mm. And they are saying they're preparing to change the rules of the Republican Party to require that any candidate seeking the party's nomination sign a pledge not to participate in any debates sponsored by the Commission on Presidential Debates. They have felt so run over by the people that are questioning them, so unfair, the ho- the, the moderators, Yeah, um, they're done. Yeah, They're done. Wow. So I don't know how they, I mean, you, does that mean you don't have any presidential debates? I no, you tell can't you, get away with that. Well, if it's Hillary Clinton running... They, you know, they might. But what if it's what if it's Kamala Harris running? I think uh, you'd want to run her as far away from the debate as you could. Quite frankly, I think it's time that the Republicans did that. Yeah. Because we're living in a day and age where the mainstream media, ninety nine point nine percent of those reporters vote Democrat. Right. And they don't have any professionalism anymore. Right. So the only way I I think if I was a Republican candidate, I'd agree to a debate if there was someone. <laughs> If it was Sean Hannity and someone else right. from NBC Rachel, or ABC. Rachel, Rachel Maddow. Rachel Maddow. Yeah. And they each got, each got to ask questions. I think there would be fear from both candidates as to what the next question would be. Yeah, you'd have to do something. You can't have, you can't have no debates. You can't say, well, we're not, because they haven't been fair and unbiased in the past, therefore we're not going to have debates because you lose then. Yeah. You lose the election. But you could say... Uh, you know, NBC and Fox, you get together, you host one. Uh, PBS, you host one. Could 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 Sean Hannity and Rachel Maddow exist on the same 
debate stage together. Isn't that like matter and antimatter? It might, might be. <laughs> we could have an explosion the right there on the stage. It could be a localized. <laughs> I tell you what. Just to our local. There would be a huge audience. <laughs> yes, there that's would. right. Yes, there would. Well, folks, think about that for a little while. That's, uh, that's coming up not too far in the distance. All right, folks, we're done. More great programming directly ahead on American Family Radio. Bye for now.